0: Welcome back to Butterless Popcorn, the podcast where we analyze our favorite movies through a series of outlandish questions. I'm Brett Tworski. I'm Adam Ottenheimer. This movie, as you just said, is so relatable to us. There are legitimately
1: groups of people, I'm sure, that think of Robert De Niro almost as a comedic actor.
0: This movie, in 2004, she was only 18, but she was an international superstar. Everyone knew who Lindsay Lohan was. Borden is is Tim Duncan, but then yes. you know James Harden is kinda of like
1: that Angier. The other one is Smikowski.
0: Oh, that's a hot take. I can't wait to rewatch it and to talk to you about that that atrocious yet incredible movie for an hour. Welcome back to another episode of Butterless Popcorn. On this episode today, Adam, we are discussing *Moneyball*, the 2011 sports drama starring Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, directed by Bennett Miller. Adam, you're a you're the baseball guy out of the two of us. Uh, give me your, give me your two cents right off the bat here about this film.
1: You know, it's pretty tough when you have a you know based on a true story movie. You usually have a group of individuals that really enjoy the film, and then you have a group that really um, think the the film did kind of like a disservice to the actual real-life events. I think this one actually falls pretty much in the middle where I think both groups of people can like and respect how this film was made and how it unfolded. So I think it was a great job all around, and as a big baseball guy, like you said, I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm tuned in to every single second of this movie, it's pretty funny. I was watching it with uh, with my girlfriend uh, last night, and before I said, it, I was like, you know what, you might like this movie. It's not like a ton of baseball. Um, I didn't, I forgot. It's a ton of baseball. There's so much baseball. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a lot of baseball. the entire it's movie is baseball.
1: baseball. And I, I asked her afterwards. I was like, Caitlin, what do you did you like it? And she's like, no, <laughs> no, not not really. And it's like yeah, it was a lot of baseball, but.
0: It's a lot um, of baseball,
1: so yeah, maybe it's not for everyone. But you know, it's it's really good acting, and we'll get into the cast in a bit. It's really well put together, and it's loosely based off a true story, but it's not you know ridiculous to the point where you're really questioning some of the events that unfolded. So I I just really enjoy watching this one.
0: As did I. Uh, this was the f- so this is only the, the second time I've seen this movie all the way through. I think the first time I watched that all the way through was around the time when it came out in 2011, so almost a decade ago now. And I just, I just loved it. Right now, watching it about an hour ago, finishing it about an hour ago, I was like, I, I knew I liked this movie. I knew it was really good. I'm a big Brad Pitt fan. I feel like I talk about Brad Pitt whenever we talk uh-huh. about movies. Uh, big Brad Pitt fan, and I was just like glued to the screen. I was just loving every second of it. When we go through our, our list of best scenes, I have like fifty yeah. of them. Just because I feel like I was writing down every other scene. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um you, you mentioned it before we came on. Uh you said that it's an easy watch, but it's so deep, and I, I couldn't agree more with that. It's 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 such a niche, intricate topic, but the way people interact is just is very easy and it's very relaxed. Um Yeah it's just it's just a great watch and
1: you know who kind of epitomizes that so well in this film is brad pitt as billy bean is because yeah you know he's a baseball gm so it's a lot of it's a lot of what you would think is like fun day-to-day type stuff but the internal conflict that he faces in every scene that he's in whether it's through his personal life with his ex-wife with his daughter or with the organization, you know, his own organization or other organizations or himself, he's always battling something. Right. And it's never like too emotional where you're like, all right, you know, move, move on here. It's, it's the perfect amount. And he does such a good job with it. And I'm, he, he, this role was kind of made for him. It feels like in a way, and he killed it.
0: I do agree with you. Um, and we'll save more about Pitt for a little bit in the Mount Rushmore. So, um, Ba- uh, Moneyball is is based off the the 2002. Well, first off, it's based off a nonfiction book of the same name by Michael Lewis, and it's based off of the 2002 Oakland A's season, where basically their GM Billy Bean, who is still their or no, he's the, isn't their VP of Ops right now. Yeah, right? yep. He's, like he's a also a minority owner. Yep. Right. So when he basically revamped the the team. And uh, it was one of the first uses of of sabermetrics in Major League Baseball, which nowadays is it's like, you know, scratching the back of your neck. It's so common. Um, Really great stuff. Jonah Hill plays the fresh out of college kid who comes and works for him and just totally introduces him to to these analytics and a way to change the game, Uh, you know. It's such a niche topic as we just said, but it it's if any sports fan out there, especially any baseball fan out there. I mean, I don't know how you don't just fall in love with this movie.
1: No, it's it's really really fun to watch and you know, when I think about this movie and I like stack it up against other films, which we which we do quite a bit in yeah, yeah in these podcasts, but it kind of reminded me of another film that we did earlier which was The Social Network, where I feel like you know, it's based on a nonfiction story, and it's funny because, you know, Sorkin was the writer of, of both. I was going to say, Aaron So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, maybe not a coincidence there, but it's like, you know, it's nonfiction, and maybe that's why it doesn't get enough respect that it should. I don't know, but it's the perfect amount of dramatic and emotional moments, like we just mentioned, combined with, like you just said, the facts and... Um, the nonfiction aspect of, in this case, how the game of baseball has changed, and so it's just the perfect balance. Same with social networks. So, you know, he's he's got a pretty good formula going for him. Does Aaron Sorkin? So, big props to him.
0: He really, he really does. Even though I heard the the trial of the Chicago Seven was really bad, I haven't seen it. It's his new movie on Netflix. I haven't seen it, but I heard it was. See, really I,
1: bad. Uh, I, I've heard from one person only. That was my mother, and I don't, I don't necessarily um go by everything she says when it comes to movies but she said it was really good so uh oh, nice. <laughs> we got <Okay>. one
0: <laughs> nice well maybe I'll check it out cuz i mean you know your mother's an insightful person <laughs> so you know um anyway so it's this movie is fiction but at the same time you know it has fictional elements it was almost very real uh the making of this movie was kind of a shit show Um, So in 2004, and the book was written in 2003, so in 2004, Sony acquired the rights to the book and hired Stan Shervin, screenwriter, to write the screenplay, and he did, and uh, five days before they start filming in 2009. So five years later, after all this, you know, they had Steven Soderbergh come on as director, Dimitri Martin was oh, supposed man. to what play Peter Brandt, who Jonah Hill's character. I know. Right. Way back. Um, Scott Hatterberg and David justice who are played by actors in the film, Chris Pratt being one of them, were supposed to actually play themselves. Um, Daryl strawberry was supposed to be in it. Uh, art. Howe, who's the manager of the A's was actually supposed to be in it himself. Who's played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, and then five days before the filming started, Sony completely canceled it, saying that it would just be just too much detail. Uh, it's that that it would be too artsy for a film of, of that budget that it was at. It had a budget of over fifty million, so they completely put a halt on it, and they didn't do anything for almost a whole year later. And uh, Soderbergh wasn't on anymore. Bennett Miller came on as director. Jonah Hill came on to play Peter Brandt. Brad Pitt was on it the whole time. He was one of the few that remained. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Aaron Sorkin, who we just mentioned, was brought on to rewrite the screenplay. So they completely revamped this, finally got it off and running. Um, But it's kind of weird. We we have a category of what ifs. I mean, what if the original... (laughs) the original production of this unfolded. I mean, we're probably not, we're not talking about the same movie here. Brad Pitt acting alongside Demetrius. Oh Nolan.
1: no, 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 you can't. Uh, and I don't know what kind of actor David justice is, but like, I just don't think he's uh, going to be on the same level, but I, you know, I would still probably as a huge baseball nerd, I would still love that movie. You know, I don't know if just as much as this, but like, I would still really enjoy watching it, but you're not going to get the scale. You're not going to get the type of audience you're looking for if it's not put together the way that Aaron Sorkin wrote it and it was directed by Bennett Miller. So I, yeah. I mean, it was the, it was the right call obviously. And like you said, we're not talking about this movie anymore, but I mean, you know, so I'll pick up where you left off because once they had that core together, then they supplement it with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Who's, I mean, he, he, RIP, that guy is incredible. Um, yes. Chris Pratt coming in here. Robin Wright, love Chris Pratt playing his ex-wife oh, yeah. Sharon.
0: Give me some Jenny Gump, Jenny baby. Gump. I
1: mean, you've got you've got underratedly out of nowhere an absolutely loaded cast. Now at the time, yeah, some of these people are just getting their feet wet. Like Jonah Hill's not a superstar yet. He's he's a big name, but he's not like a superstar. I would say, you know, Chris Pratt. This is one of his yeah. really early films, and we'll get to a lot of these people in the Mount Rushmore. But the point is, is that they were able to. Kind of pick by picking up the pieces form a really tangible, really good cast in here, to to supplement
0: the good writing of Aaron Sorkin. Absolutely, and so they put this together, and they have this hit, kind of a, I would say a modest box office success. <clears throat> so Money Moneyball grossed about 110 million on a budget of about 50 million, which I would say is yeah for okay, a niche for a niche idea. It it's like
1: okay, I. It, it, it's fine. Yeah, you
0: but 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 with but with a cast like that you'd expect it to yep, do better. Sure. Um but it was definitely a bigger success among critics than it was at the box office. Nominated for six Oscars, didn't win any, but best picture, best actor, best supporting actor, best adaptive screenplay, best sound editing, best film editing. I'll just say this right now. I, you know, if you take a look back, the the nominees for Best Picture that year. Eh, not not amazing. I I sound I sound like an ignorant piece of shit right now because I have not seen the artist. That's what won that year. It was this. It was the black and white silent film that everyone went okay. nuts over. But who today is talking about the artist? I don't know anyone who is like, oh, oh my god, I love dude. that movie. <laughs> like whereas you have this movie nine years later, yeah, people still talk about it.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it. It has the benefit of being based in fact and in baseball, where the trend has continued. You know, if we went away from sabermetrics, and the baseball world didn't respect it like it does today, we're, we may not have the same uh, view of this movie, or the movie might not have the same legacy, as as we'll get to. But yeah, to your point, the art—I—I I couldn't tell you one thing about the artist. Not one thing.
0: No, it's it's just it's just like this. Moneyball is being talked about today. I don't know anyone again who is just like, "Wow, the artist, amazing! You need to see it, Brett. You need <laughs> right. to see it." It's just like, it's just like what?
1: No, it's uh, it's it's definitely up there. But you know, back to Moneyball, it's it, it really did do well. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a ninety-four percent, which is a, a very high score for that site.
0: Yeah, it 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 did great. I just think it got snubbed come award season uh and we'll talk more about the cast later and, and what they deserved but no it was it was critically a good movie i just uh think it could have deserved some more recognition we
1: did get four stars from roger ebert who you know of every movie we've done he
0: hell yeah we he's did.
1: always given one of our movies like a three or four star this guy loves film so um <laughs> so there's a lot of, he does give bad reviews but um still four stars um, you know, I'll quote this here, but he he praised the film for intelligence and depth, um, which is it's, it's exactly what we were talking about, you know, not to like five minutes ago. But um, I, I'd say there is um, there is there are some critiques of the film, and um, I want to get to it a bit later, and you know we'll get it to our gassy section of the podcast, but. Um, some baseball fans and enthusiasts are a little bit upset about the portrayal, um, or maybe lack of portrayal in some of the factual events of that time with that particular team. Um, and so we'll dive into that a bit later.
0: As we will. Adam, are you ready to get into our segments and talk about money? I
1: am more than ready. Let's do it.
0: All right, Adam, we're talking Moneyball. First category here, favorite scene. Give me your nominations and your winner.
1: I didn't realize I had this many, actually, but now that I'm looking, I think I got about eight. But um, the first one, it's really the opening scene, but Billy is listening to the game on the radio. He's starting it and stopping it. You know, it's... And he keeps clicking it on and off. Um eventually he's in his car it shows him he just chucks it out the window which which is great but that's where you can see uh the internal conflict and uh you know his struggle with the game but also passion for the game and it sets the tone for the rest of the movie so it's a really good opening scene in my opinion agreed I love when he meets Peter Brand for the first time I love that whole scene really I mean I'll I'll combine it all into one the the scene in Shapiro's office in Cleveland, but also when uh, Bean goes to Brand's desk afterwards to talk. Love that, and then they're talking in the garage too. Who?
0: Who are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm Peter. I'm Peter Brandt. Who are you? What? What did you do in there? <laughs> yeah. I just, it's just that scene is. There's actually an underratedly really like really good intense serious moment in there when when uh billy's like what did you say and peter's like oh, whatever like i don't think he takes yep. my advice and he's like he just did
1: it that's that's the that's why that brad pitt though is so good in this is like he's <clears throat> tense but like yeah not over the line he's not overacting at all i mean i love it yeah. um i love that too and I really want to get to Jonah Hill in that scene and, and the rest of the scene. We'll get there, but um, I, I think he's phenomenal. But um, so there's that scene, and then there's uh, when Peter is first walking Billy through the, the saber metrics um, on the computer, and he's just completely yeah. nerding out and he's geeking out, and Billy's starting to buy into it. I really love that. Um, I love this one—the first meeting with Peter. And the old school guys, the scouting team, all in the same room. Yeah, yep. so He's
0: good. Snapping his finger. Is it my turn to <laughs> yeah. talk now? When I point at you, that means <laughs> <Yeah>. you talk.
1: <laughs> it's a great quote. Um, so there's that. There's the dancing in the locker room after the loss, and Billy comes in just oh
0: Giambi heated. He is heated. Yeah.
1: Um, I can't talk about a sports movie without mentioning an unbelievable montage. And oh, of course the montage during the streak is insane. It's so good.
0: It's excellent. Yeah. It's, it's really so good.
1: Good. Um, you know, there's like the commentary and this, by the way, I think the commentary in the opening scene has Tom Brenneman in it, who
2: it, it definitely <laughs> yeah, does. He does not. He does not no, 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 that. was canceled,
0: but, um, doesn't it have Bob Costas in the one I, during I think the it win does. streak?
1: I think it does, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's still okay, though. He hasn't been canceled yet. but <laughs> He's good.
0: I like Bob, I, <laughs> I it Bob Costas. It was funny because
1: I was watching he's it in the good. opening scene. I was just like, oh, man. That's Tom Bredeman, isn't yeah. it? <laughs>
0: but, it's definitely Tom Bredeman. The, the way they use real footage in this movie, too, is fantastic. Real baseball yeah, footage. Yeah, well that, and it. that's
1: what gets me to this final one here is aberg's walk-off, which I'm, I'm sorry, so ultimate good. chills. I mean, the I, I get chills just talking about it right now. I watched that scene on YouTube afterwards just because it's so great, but they do incorporate the real life footage from that too um, when the ball actually leaves yeah. the yard. And the scene's so good. The camera work is exceptional. The, the sound is unbelievable in that moment um so from a cinematography perspective and we'll we'll get into a bit i kind of just spoiled it already but i I really love that but if i get to my winner the one that sticks in my head and it's got a good amount of tension it's good amount of fun it's that first scout meeting with peter in the room and those old school guys I, i really enjoy that one so uh yeah i'm going with that
0: i love that one too uh and and Almost so, I have 11 here, and I'm not. I mean, you mentioned probably you mentioned probably like seven of them, but uh, you, I there are a few that I didn't that you didn't mention that I'll that I'll just say. Um, so one of them is I'm gonna come gonna combine these into one, even though they're kind of two separate parts. But uh, Billy's flashbacks to him as a high school kid playing baseball, and then him sitting in his parents' kitchen with the scouts from the Mets, and then uh, it, it I guess it goes to a separate scene after that a few minutes later, but then him actually playing in the major leagues and struggling big time. Uh, I really like that stuff because it really uh, tells the story of why Billy is the way he is. That's, today. that's what so, adds the depth. really good stuff. Yep,
1: that's the depth of the film right there. Yeah. and it's 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 not mm-hmm. too much, but it's really good. Yeah,
0: right. Uh, another one you did not have, I'm kind of surprised you didn't have it. Is the trade deadline, where uh, I I love that when Billy is just like two time and two or three other GMs on the phone, like you lose count of like the amount of people that he's talking yeah. to because he's moving so quickly, and then he brings Pete into it, and Pete's on the phone, and it's just like, and then they get the job done, and you just. It's awesome. I don't know. It moves so quickly that scene and it's hard to keep track of what they're doing and all these names of these players, but it's just,
1: I'm surprised I didn't put that down there because I make references to that scene later on in this, in this uh, podcast. But the thing I also really love about that as a baseball nerd is hearing the names that he's talking about. So the baseball players, sure. But none of the massive players were moved. I mean, Carlos Pena, sure. You can call him, you know, big time player or whatever, but the, uh, executives that he's on the phone with he's talking with dave nabrowski he's talking with sabian who is uh you know general manager of those giants teams that won it uh shapiro i mean it's just like all of these names come up and and i'm like oh man this is this is awesome even though it's totally fake
0: yeah <laughs> so it's kind of interesting i'm going off topic a little bit here though but uh so many sports movies you even even if they use real teams, which a lot of the times they have fake teams in movies. They for sure have fictionalized players and yep. coaches. This movie, it's all real—the characters and the teams, the names. Uh, I, I love that. Obviously, there's more like you know financial implications involved with like the names they can use and the teams they can use and like team logos and stuff. I know that's a big part of it too. Um, so that was probably a hurdle they had to get over. But the fact that they use all these real names. Uh it's I love it. it adds no, it that. is
1: fun. There is one exception to that though, and it's a pretty big one, but it's Paul Di Podesta, um who really I mean, that's Peter Brand. That's Peter right? Brandt, right? Yeah, Peter And Brand, I didn't yeah. know that at first because I I Googled afterwards, um, I was like, What's Peter Brandt up to today? I haven't heard that guy's <laughs> I haven't heard that guy's <laughs> name. I knew everyone else in this film, and then I was like, Holy shit, that's Di Podesta. So I mean yeah. but, and he Yeah, we didn't touch on this earlier, but real quick, he was originally supposed to be in there. You said played by Dimitri Martin. They were going to use his name. But once he saw the script and understood the movie, he's like, yeah, it's not really an accurate representation of me. And so he uh, politely requested to not use his name and use an alias. And that's where Peter came in. So um, that's the one exception. But yeah, other than that, real names, real guys, it's it's fun to listen
0: to. Yeah, I love it. So a couple more scenes here. Uh, I have the whole game twenty. Uh, you know everything from the madness happening on the field, and then it kind of like reverting back to what's happening in Billy's mm-hmm. mind too is really good. And then obviously Hatterberg's walk off straight oh. chills. Um, two more here. I really love Billy's meeting with the owner, of the Red Sox. I I don't remember loving that scene as you know that much when I had seen this movie in the past but I was like I was debating giving this my number 1. I didn't give him a number 1, but it's probably like one it's probably like 2 or 3. I don't know. I just thought that meeting with the owner um and who I wrote that down who plays him. Uh artist How- Arliss Howard as John Henry is is the owner of the Red Sox. Kills it yeah, in that does. scene. The two of them are sitting down together and that's like one of the few times in this movie. Might be the only time in the movie where you know uh billy is not like the guy with the big dick yes. in the room you know what i mean like this like john henry the owner of the socks is just like sticking it to him straight in a good way he's like this is how the world is like i want you to come work for us like i, I don't know i love the story he told and when he says the whole spiel about you know the the first guy to run through the walls is always going to bleed a uh-huh. little bit and uh I'll save some other quotes because we're getting into into quotes soon. But I love that scene so I much. I do love. And oh, then,
1: sorry. I, real quick, I do love how he starts no, out and he's just like, you know, her birthday's coming. <laughs> I hope this isn't a quote of yours. I'm sorry <laughs> if it is, but she's like, you know, her birthday's coming up, and she's usually <laughs> the one that picks out the gifts or whatever. And he's clearly just beating around the bush, and Billy's just like, John, the fuck am I here for, <laughs> like. Get to it, but yeah, I, I mean, I know, but that's uh, his acting is really good in that too. But yeah, to your point, yeah, you feel like a little bit of I don't know if tension's the right word for it there, but you feel like uncomfortable for the first time for Billy, and it's it's strange, yeah, but it's I don't know, it's tense in a way,
0: yeah. It's it's kind of the one time where Billy doesn't have control of the mm-hmm. scene. And every in every scene he's in, he's the dominant figure in it. But not this time, and I thought that was yeah. really cool. I love that scene. Uh, and then finally, my last one is, uh, and it's the very last moment of the movie: Billy driving and listening to his daughter's mixtape, and he starts to cry. I, that's just I'm like, just a little bit. That song in the middle. Love is a riddle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really good singer, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I yeah, great great scene. Um, but I'm going to go with, you know, maybe a little cliche, but I'm going with the wind streak montage. I just, I just can't help. You know, every sports movie has a, has a great montage and this is no exception to that rule. Um, just straight chills the whole time. When when I hear Bob Costas going, something weird (laughs) is happening in Oakland. I just like, I love it. Your Bob Costas sounds a little bit like Joe Buck. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I, I've no, never Smoltzly, actually attempted the, a this. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Oakland A's <laughs> trying to win 20 in a row. I just don't know, you know, if it can happen.
0: <laughs> All right. How's this? I'll, let me, let me try this a little better. I'll actually put effort in this. Something is happening <laughs> in Oakland. Your, your addiction and no, your, no.
1: in, in, in your, in your word, um, I don't, your, your tone is, is right there, um.
0: Okay. All right. It's, better. It's better. not I'll bad. It. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but you you get what I'm saying. Like you hear his voice, and then I love that it you know the the camera work there where it just like shows the win, 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 win. It just yeah. It's awesome. I mean, they swept the White that, Sox, which player.
1: I really didn't like. There's three wins against them. Oh, they <laughs> <laughs> so, come on now, it's, you didn't have to show that part of the schedule. But anyway, uh, that's uh, great. Um, <laughs> anyway, Adam, let's let's move on up to like we. Uh, We love to do Uh, pretty early in the show, but we're going to take one scene and make it into a musical. This is not a musical-friendly movie, but I'm anxious to see what you got here.
0: All right. So uh, I'm going with the scene when uh, Peter... I don't know why I'm saying Peter Peter, because I think they just said Pete. Does he just call him Pete? It is Pete, yeah. It's Pete. So when Pete rants to Billy in the parking lot in Cleveland after they meet, uh, when he basically is, you know, it ends. The, it we, we see them at the end of that moment where we assume that Billy had just where Pete had just told Billy everything about baseball sabermetrics and how GMs and owners are fucking up. Um, so Pete, again, essentially describes modern analytics and Billy offers him the job on the spot. So I tweaked that a little bit because it has to go with my musical. So not afterwards. He offers him a job right there. So Pete starts singing. Listen, Billy, here's the fact. Baseball is screwed and it can't go back. But we can move forward with one little thing. It's called analytics and it'll give us a ring. (laughs) And then he describes everything to Billy once again. Billy's just soaking this all up. And he goes, not bad, kid. You know your shit. Now come work for me. You won't regret it. They dance around. And you know, if you're watching this as a musical on screen, the the light show flashes different like percentages and 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 numbers and random fractions, as sabermetrics would, you know, different like on base percentages and stuff like that. Uh, and and you hear the sound of like the crowd and and the sound of a of a ball hitting the bat. So a whole a whole epic here. And then finally, together uh, they say, they think we'll stink. Say that we're lame, but give us a chance because in the end we will change the game. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is a end vintage Brett musical right there. That's that is classic. Um I was for some reason while you were doing that, I was imagining myself like driving up in the parking garage and just seeing two guys talk about baseball stats and dancing around and just how funny how funny and ridiculous <laughs> that would, would look be. like, but um nice you you do you do a really good job picking out the actual um lyrics of your of your musical it's uh it's
0: pretty well thank done you. thank you I try so
1: I want to be honest I don't think you're gonna like mine um because i i I, 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 okay. I took it from a movie um so I took it from Billy Madison uh the one music the one okay. musical if you want to call it that in Billy Madison he's like you know what part I'm talking about. It. Anyway, um, and so the yes. scene I took was the meeting in Cleveland uh, with Billy Bean and Mark Shapiro and all Shapiro's guys, including Pete. And I kind of blended it together with... Um, so it's actually just before the scene that you were talking about, but I kind of blended it together with Billy's conversation at uh, at Pete's desk. But anyway, so it starts out, and it's... Um, Yes, I will go back to Cleveland and achieve his story. No man can take what my owner has built unless that man is me. And then uh, Shapiro or someone comes in. Oh, Billy, sweet Billy boy. I knew you (laughs) would call back. No one can stop you if you try. Don't we have some nice bats? (laughs) and then then it goes back to billy mark shapiro i thank you for keeping garcia from me i see things so clearly now i choose to buy the geek and oh billy i knew you had it (laughs) in you and then it's like all of the guys in the office all of shapiro's guys are like we're here to help you billy to get bats and arms today you gotta work real hard and stick it out till our first game is played and
0: that's it i love uh, that's amazing yeah, i thought you
1: would hate it because it's billy madison it's a knockoff i and... mean
0: i don't care adapted <laughs> adapted musical that was incredible i love i think that's the best one <laughs> we've okay. ever
2: had
1: that's awesome wow that was wow. great! Wow, I uh, I thought you were gonna hate it. I'm, I love I'm, that. I'm blown away.
0: No, I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, don't we have some nice baths? That it only great.
1: works because his name is Billy, though. Let's be honest. If it was,
0: <laughs> of course, yeah, okay. of course. Oh, I loved that, Adam. Four points for you, Adam. You go, <laughs> Adam. There you go.
1: Get a that. that was a long was time go. ago. That was mean great, girls, baby.
0: Um, moving on to best quote here. What do you have, Adam?
1: Not a highly quotable movie, but when we first started talking about doing Moneyball, I mentioned that there's some like underrated good lines in this film. So, there's the funniest moment I think is one of the first scenes, but it's uh I'm just saying, his girlfriend is a six at best.
0: Yeah, what the hell is that? That's like so out of left. The, field. Guy's saying
1: the player has no confidence because his girlfriend is ugly. It was like, wait, what what the what
0: dick? I know. That's your fucking scout in there? So wow. funny.
1: Um and then uh a little bit after that, uh no, you you gotta carry the one. It was, it was, yeah, yeah, the guy's like not able to compute the average OBP. Um Scott Hatterberg. Who? Exactly. Sounds like an Oakland A already.
0: Love that. I like that one.
1: Um, Eckerton? E-Eckerton? Eckerton? Eckerton. <laughs> I don't know why I always love that, but I've I've always quoted that one. Um, uh, so what's your biggest fear? Baseball being hit in my general direction? That's funny. Seriously, what is it? No, seriously, that is it. Well, hey, uh, good luck with that.
2: <laughs> love that. I love that one.
1: Um, he hit a home run and didn't even realize it. Oh, how can you not be romantic about baseball? It's a metaphor. I know it's a metaphor. <laughs> I love that back and forth dialogue. And then the last one I have, Me too. which is my winner. It's always the one I think about with Moneyball, but you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it for what the money says. You're worth it.
0: That's it. That's great. I love that one. I actually have almost all entirely different ones Ooh, here. Maybe here we go. Besides, bes- besides the biggest fear one. Uh, buckle up. So, so here's mine. Uh, so no one actually says this, but I think it's great. It's in the opening credits when they show a Mickey Mantle quote. And it says, it's unbelievable how much you don't know about the game you've been playing all your life. And I think that can kind of relate to really any aspect of human nature. That's, that's good. So, I
1: love I love seeing that. I forgot that part. And I was like, oh, Caitlin, look, Mickey Mantle quote. She's like, who's Mickey Mantle? I'm like, all right, you're not going to like this. Who's you're Mickey not going to like this pill. Yeah. I'm not in Atlanta.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I have, there are rich teams, there are poor teams, there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's us. That's good. Love that one. Pack your bags, Pete. <laughs> I just bought you from the Cleveland Indians. He's fucked
1: up in that scene too. He's trashed. He really
0: is. He's sipping on whiskey. Yeah. Uh, uh, would you rather get a blow to the head or or five to the chest and bleed to death? Mm-hmm. When they're talking about how to let the let him go easily when they trade him. Um uh, I won't repeat the fear one. Here's a good one from the Red Sox owner. Anyone who is not tearing their team right now and rebuilding it using your model, they're dinosaurs. Really like that one. And then uh, my winner is uh, you mentioned it was in in the same scene as your metaphor one, but a different quote. And this is kind of describes the movie to me. This quote, any other team wins the World Series. Good for them. They're drinking champagne, they'll get a ring. But if we win on our budget with this team, we'll change the game. Chills. I get chills with that one, so that's my quote of the movie. It's good. I mean, it's a good balance of
1: heaviness, but also, you know, some of the lightheartedness that they combine with it. Similar to Social Network, that's the last time I'll compare it, but just want to bring it up. Um, Two great films. Anyway, um, let's move on to the camera. A lot of good shots in here. What do you have?
0: Lots. So I have five of them here. Uh, first is, uh, what did I just have? So I have my first one written down, but I don't exactly remember it. So I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say <laughs> that one. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just. Uh, I'm just gonna go to my second one. Uh, when Billy throws the chair <laughs> out of his office. <laughs> Uh, because it's in the the shot of the camera is in the hallway, and it's these two guys just standing there talking, and then all of a sudden this chair comes flying out of his office, uh, really funny. You don't necessarily expect that one coming, but it happens immediately. <laughs> it's great. Um, my second one is in the twentieth game, or game to extend the win streak to game twenty, when I believe it's supposed to be Mike Sweeney. He hits yep. a home run, and the I love it because he just hits the ball. And it just shows him, yeah. and it shows his, his, his the look on his face where he goes from looking kind of like, oh, is it going, is it going, is it going? And then it just shows his head drop, and he just starts around on the bases, and you just know by what he's doing that he hit home run. Yeah. So I really like that one. Uh, right after that game – oh, no, sorry. Uh, uh, after they are in the AD- ALDS in the their second year when they lose – the fading of the dugout after they lose that game. Yeah, you know I know exactly about? what you're talking about. And there's that monologue. Yeah, there's the narration monologue. And then the dugout kind of fades into the night and these lights go. I really like that one. Um, my And then my final one here, I'm a sucker for this scene. I love it. But it's the final shot of the movie. Uh, it's the zoom in on Billy's face, the zoom in in his eyes. He's yeah. crying and it cuts to black. And it, I, and then it cuts to black, and then it instantly says after that, Billy Bean did not accept the offer from the Red Sox. Yeah,
1: perfect ending, by the way. But, but yeah.
0: Yeah, perf perfect. I think that ending is is spectacular. And uh, he's listening to the music that his daughter made for him on her mixtape, and he's sitting. You're there You're such crying. a loser, Dad. And you're, and you're, you're such
1: a loser, Dad. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and, like you're supposed to believe that he's going to take this job. I mean, he's talking about it like he's going to take this job in Boston. And then he's sitting there crying, and then it cuts to black, and then it says he didn't take the job. It's just like that mo- that that image of him crying and the zoom in on his eyes. I think is a perfect way to end the movie. So that's my shot of the movie. That's
1: really good. You're a sucker for the close ups. You really are. You you love. I love. Those.
0: I absolutely love the close ups. I do. But it's do. but it's
1: fair because there's so much um, internal like cognitive dissonance that he's having kind of in those last couple scenes. Um, you know, not to get too off track, but I do really like. Uh, after that video room scene, when when <clears throat> um, Pete shows Billy the fat guy who hits a home run, and yeah, at the end he walks out, and this actually should have been in my quotes. I don't know why, what, but he's like, "Pete, you're a good egg. I'll call <laughs> you." And he's like fighting back tears and emotions, but um, that's what yeah. sets the stage, I think, really well for the for the shot that you just mentioned. So um that's why i'm up it. so that is nice i uh for mine i had billy chucking the chair out the window as well i thought that I, I, it's hilarious but also it's, it's really funny it's, it's really like frightening funny. too you're like holy shit okay
0: yeah and it's really loud like the like the sound effects are really good in that it moment. is
1: really good do you remember why he chucked the chair do you remember what what what
2: happened
0: i i'm pretty sure i do um it's early in their season when they're when they're playing like yeah. shit um, doesn't like someone give up a grand slam or something? Someone else? is
1: caught stealing, um, stealing second base, they threw him out. Oh, and, yes, and part of the that's saber right, metrics, right, like they're right, not big right. stolen base guys, you know, just, they're not supposed to steal, right, so yeah. he was pissed. But, um, anyway, should have saved it for trivia, but you get a pass here. But so I had that one. Another one I had <laughs> is Pete walking down the tunnel at O.co for the first time. You know, it's like a dark tunnel and you're like, what am I getting him? You know, what's he getting into? So I really enjoyed that. And then I I mentioned it. I'm going to keep Hatterberg's walk off. I mean, the slow motion that they have there, there's silence during it. And the camera is placed like just off center of the catcher's view, which is really cool, too. And then you combine it with the crack of the bat. Which is Oof, yeah, fantastic to hear. And it's just, and then the the score kind of picks up a little bit and it, it's really what gets your blood pumping. and then uh, the ball leaves, and then everything kind of releases, you know that all that joy releases. Right. and just uh, to put all of that together to build the suspense and really it's you think about it, it's a home run, you know, it's like it's a it's a home run in sports, whatever in a regular season game, but they've they built up the suspense so well in that scene. And a lot of that was due to the camera. So uh, that's why I got to go with that one.
0: That's a great one. It's almost like you're uh, from the camera angle. It's like you're playing a baseball video game. Yes. Almost MVP baseball 2004. Yes. Oh man. (laughs) What a game. What a game. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, off topic slightly, but, but about the crack of the bat, one underrated scene that we didn't talk about is when Billy talks to David Justice when David Justice is oh, in the batting cages. God. And that's a... I, I'm kind of upset I didn't write that one down. It's a really good scene. But, uh, like, so David Justice is in batting practice, and the way the ball hits the bat, every crack, every pop is just like... I, I, I'm obsessed with that sound in that scene. And uh, great props to the sound mixing crew of this film yeah. for them to highlight the sound... Of the ball hitting the bat right there, every single moment is—I I just—it makes that scene. And, better. and
1: that's how you get the baseball guys, because that sound is porn for baseball fans. Yeah. It really, and it really is. is. It's so it good. Is. It's I mean, so the good. crack of the bat—nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. You know, maybe the ball hitting the back it's of the so glove, good. the catcher's mitt. You know, you love that too. But oh man, David just that guy's—he still got it.
0: He still got it. Still got it. You still got it. But that, that yeah. I, so I love that one. But uh, good shots here, Adam. Moving on to the next category movie farts. Uh, so you just said briefly that there were some, maybe some factual issues with with some of the baseball analytics here. So uh, give me some of that or whatever other farts yeah, you have. Yeah, I'll got.
1: start with, um, I would say, a legitimate fart. I'll call it a, uh, you know, a fart where you take. A dump, but before the poop comes out, you just fart a little bit, you know, that kind of fart. Um, All
0: right. So, all right. Yeah. Those are not pleasant. No, they're not. You're
1: like, should I light the candle? Should I not? I don't know. It's going to get worse, (laughs) but here I go. Um, Billy doesn't know like any of the minor leaguers on other rosters for some reason. So, like, (laughs) when he's in Shapiro's office, he's just like, oh, yeah, you got that uh, Venezuelan, (laughs) you got that Venezuelan kid coming up. And he's like, no, we traded him. To Detroit and he's like oh oh okay I didn't know that <laughs> and then um another time like during the deadline he doesn't know like any of these guys um yeah come on that's weird he would he would actually know more so um that one kind of bothers me a little bit and then the other one I won't call it a fart it's a full-blown turd it's a solid turd um and this is what baseball fans get upset with. But there's no love for the pitching staff in this film. Um, there's also no love for some of the best hitters on this team. So Jermaine Dye barely gets any recognition.
0: Oh, yeah. He's on uh, that team. Miguel well, Tejada. Yeah. So
1: Jermaine Dye is like it was so-so. But Miguel Tejada and Eric Chavez were unbelievable that year. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I have their stats pulled up here. I won't like too much into it or whatever but no please, please um read but some. Miguel Tejada he, he batted 308 um which is wow. good to bat over 300 slugged 508 so we had 34 home runs 131 RBIs now you <sighs> know these are like questionable stats when you talk about sabermetrics, metrics but still very important Eric Chavez batting right behind him also 34 home runs 109 RBIs Bet two seventy five, slugged five thirteen. I mean, these guys. They also had Ray Durham, on the on the squad as well. Oh wow, yeah, I remember.
0: Yeah, Ray Durham. It's a really good
1: good lineup. But then,
0: so that's that's kind of misleading. They make you kind of think that it's like the this whole team is a is a group of misfits,
1: right? And then you know, but to be fair, like Scott Hatterberg had a great year, like a really nice year. Um, you have other guys on the team, um, you know, Jermaine Dye, like not like a huge time name, but still like a solid player. Mark Ellis was on this team too. He was good. I mean, uh, John Mabry had a decent year. Jeremy Giambi actually had a fantastic year before he was, he was gone. But, um, Frank Menekino is the White Sox, uh, hitting coach right now. is was, was on that squad, but anyway,
0: Oh uh, oh wow so the, oh so you're kind of salty that they didn't even mention He him was at like all. a
1: bench guy but Is he is he a,
0: is he a, is he a good coach? Yeah, no he is a good coach, but
1: you know, whatever. Okay, um
0: no, that does kind of suck they didn't show any love to to either the pitching staff or those big So names. I mean
1: the pitching staff, back to those guys you got Barry Zito who I, I don't need to oh say a God. lot about that guy. If you know baseball, you know Barry Zito. He was amazing.
0: Barry Zito was good. One of the so best curveballs yeah. in the
1: game. Tim Hudson. Oh, my God. He was on that squad, too. Yeah, he's good. Mark Mulder um, had an unbelievable run, too. He was great. These guys all threw over 200 innings. Corey Little, too. Aaron Harang. I mean, Billy Koch was the closer. There's just so many guys. Uh, they do...
0: They do show Billy Koch for a second when he throws his glove. They do, the and they show
1: Ricardo Racone, who had a great year. I mean, it's just, uh, but didn't throw a lot for them. But, you know, it's just that starting rotation was one of, one of the best top three that you'll see. So it, they, they should have mentioned that a bit. So that's that's a full-blown turd for me. Yeah, that's,
0: that is very very turd like is that diarrhea
1: i was thinking about it um it, it might be it's uh you know it might be those like <laughs> solid pieces in between the the diarrhea um okay. so i hope our listeners really enjoy that visual but
2: <laughs> that's
1: that's that's where i'm going with it
0: got it nice uh are those, your those only are farts? my only
1: farts slash shits so uh <laughs> what do you have
0: nice so i have a f- i have i have three farts actually um uh, they're pretty different than yours. But my first one is, so, and it sh- so it shows them in the standings, and they don't get a great start to their year. But there's a point when they're they're twenty and twenty six. And every radio station in the country is like saying they're <laughs> yeah. done. Like these, it, the season's a failure. There's 162 fucking games in a baseball season and 2026. 20 it's not, not that great. bad though. But, like yeah. you're only, you're only six games under 500. Like what? You, like, and there's, and you yeah. have, and you have 120 games left <laughs> yeah. of the season. Like why? Well, it, it like maybe a little bit too early to start writing these guys. They're off. Like, like,
1: it didn't work. <laughs> and you're
0: like, well, easy. I know, it's like you're, <laughs> You're you're twenty and twenty six. You're not you're not zero and twenty six. I thought like, the
1: same thing because it makes mean? it seem like they're just like in the sh- they're fucked. But like no nah, I mean, they're. Yeah. I do get it though. After winning like hundred two games, you you lose Giambi. Right. You lose Damon Isringhausen. But the, but um and then you know you you start out start out with that shit start to the season,
0: but still, yeah, it's, it's sure. But it, yeah. but it's like, it's no, it's no time to start riding off a team. No, like, no writing off a team. It's ridiculous. So that was one. Um, another one I had is, and so maybe you can provide some insight on this. Maybe it's just something I didn't really catch, but why did they trade Jeremy Giambi? Because I thought he was one of the ones they picked because of he, he gets on base a lot and is high on base percentage um but then billy was just like so quick to just get him out of there was it because he fucking hated him because he was dancing i think in yeah it was a, it symbols? was a character like, thing yeah it was so it was a character yeah because thing. if you okay. look at
1: the stats actually of Jeremy Giambi his on base percentage uh that was only through 42 games but still his on base percentage with the team 390. I, that's that's an insanely high on base percentage like yeah. he was playing very well his ops was 862. I don't want to get too like baseball nerdy, or whatever. But like that's it. that's really good. He had a really good year. But Billy's like, fuck this guy. He's dancing. He's got a. Sp-
0: so it was a character, a character Yeah, his yeah. pants run. Because unbuttoned. he was, because he was, yeah, because he was one of the ones in the beginning. They're like, we got to get this guy. Like he's got a bad reputation. Like but, Strip clubs you know, and
1: marijuana. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, but he's gonna help us win. So uh, yeah, it was kind of like, why are they getting rid of him? But he's one of the ones they run in to help. So anyway. That's another one, and then my final one is totally different. It's not even baseball related, but it's really fucking bizarre. Um, and it's really subtle, but in the scene when um, Billy's daughter is she, so she came to visit him, and then she's leaving, and they're at the airport. The flight attendant comes and like puts her arm around her, <laughs> and she's like, "It's," and she's like, "She's like,", it's, she's, like it's time, she's like, "It's time to go." <laughs> What uh, what flight attendant Get Would off like of me. touch like a random kid like, What flight attendant would touch A random kid like that it, the In an what? alternate the
1: version uh, Billy Bean's like excuse me that's my daughter
0: <laughs> No Could exactly like, If, if I was Billy Bean If I was Billy Bean and this flight attendant So first first, the woman Comes up behind Billy's daughter And she puts her hand on her shoulder And she's, she, like, Joe Biden's and she's like Oh <laughs> my god She's like, She's like she puts her hand on her shoulder and she's like it's time to go and then so Billy and his daughter give a hug or whatever and then the flight attendant puts her arm around Billy's daughter and like starts walking her to the gate who the fuck is this flight attendant if I'm Billy Bean I'm like get your hands (laughs) off my daughter
1: oh that is so funny. right like
0: that's that's i've just i watched that I, I was instantly like that is weird I, only you would pick up
1: on that that's like...
0: but it's fucking. no it weird. is that makes no
1: sense why they're not friends there's 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 no way they know no each other.
0: it's some random flight attendant and actually i don't even think it's the flight attendant or
2: it's like the unaccompanied minor the like... or
0: just some just someone working at the gate like yeah just the, like what is she doing <laughs> I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't
1: oh know. Oh my God. No, that's a, that's a big time fart. That's a legitimate fart. People yeah. don't act that way.
0: <laughs> no, that's totally. Yeah. That, that, that's out of left field. and just like not realistic.
1: Oh my God. That is good. Is that, is that your winner? Is that your fart winner?
0: Uh, no, <laughs> okay. my winner is the, is the 20, is the 20 and 26. Okay that that they were calling it too early. That's fair.
1: No, these are those are very good farts. Um none of those thank really you, make you. much sense, but uh, <laughs> the flight attendant, <laughs> no. man. Oh man, that is funny.
0: That's up there. I would say I would say the 2026, then the flight attendant, then G. Say
1: red Sox, sex breathing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And breathing.
1: Oh man. All right. Well, this is a great time to take 5 minutes. Take a quick little break here, Brett. Uh and then when we come back, let's, let's get into I think our favorite category, biggest asshole, at least mine. We'll be right back. Hell yeah. This episode of Butterless Popcorn is brought to you by Cord Connector. Wireless devices can be such a pain. Your phone isn't perfectly positioned on the charging pad. Your wireless headphones aren't connecting to Bluetooth. Your laptop can't receive a strong Wi-Fi signal. Cord Connector has a way to solve all of this. Simply plug one end of the cord into your first device and the other end of the cord into your other device and watch as your electronics are instantly connected. Stop worrying about finding a signal and start physically connecting your devices today. To get your very own cord connector, call now. Tell them Adam and Brett sent you cord connector, the only way to stay connected. Welcome back to the show. We're talking Moneyball, and you know, Brett, there's not a ton of assholes I would say, but there's enough to make this interesting. Who do you have for biggest asshole in this film?
0: So uh, this is not going to be a very exciting category for me because I just have one. Uh, It's Billy Bean. Okay. I think he's the, I think he's the douche. He's the main character. And I think he's the douche of the movie. He's the best character in the movie by far. He, I love him. He's great. Um, But in almost every scene he's in, the guy's a dick.
1: I uh, I agree with you that his tone is arrogant and rude. Um, but he's usually a dick to like his own guys at least, right? Like,
0: right? Like he's, he's like yeah, it's not like he's a dick to his daughter or anything. <laughs> uh, like, and he and he and he's not really a dick to um to Pete. But, like, I don't know. When he's on the phone with other GMs, he's not very respectful. Kind of an asshole. His 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 scouts, he's, like, such a fucking dick to them. When he's sitting there and he's, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with his like you know, saying they're talking too much. Uh, he's, he's nice to the players, but, like, he's just kind of, like, I'm your fucking boss. You better listen to me. That kind yep. of tone. Um, again, this is the reason why he's successful too. It's, it's that confidence and kind of swagger that he carries is the reason why he's able to, to have this, that success. But, uh, he's kind of a dick. So I, I thought hard about this. Um, the only other person who I, who I kind of considered was, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as Art Howe. Um, he's just like, but he's just kind of blah. Yeah. And he just wants to do his job and he just hates the the route that Billy's going. So he's just kind of unhappy about it. But um, I don't know if you can, if you can, uh, to, if you can give a better option, I, here. I'd I love ha- to hear it. But I I think it's Billy. I Bean. have
1: three. I actually didn't write down Billy Bean at all. Um,
0: oh, wow. All right. I have Let's three. The,
1: the first one I have is Sharon, uh, his ex-wife.
0: Uh, his ex-wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jenny. <laughs> Robin, right.
1: She's, um, she's, she's, she's kind of rude um to him and um kind of give him the cold shoulder but then she does call him and says like we're just really proud of you In what
0: scene she, i don't think she when does she give him when cold he's shoulder? like
1: at their house and she's like i don't know it's a little tense and uncomfortable but hey
0: her 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 new husband he's is so hilarious. funny he's, he's like but but that's a discussion so you know we should funny. all have
1: about the cell phone <laughs> like
0: yeah <laughs> He's so funny, and he's like, I forget what he says, but he tries to act like he knows baseball, and he yeah, he's like, know anything? And he uh, John
1: John Beanie,
0: John John <laughs> uh, G- <Jambini>, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that guy's hilarious. But no, uh, I, I okay, I could see that about Robin. Robin but anyway, right? that's more
1: like an honorary mention. Um, another one I had a Shapiro when he's like kind of a dick about um losing Giambi. And he keeps saying, he's like, oh, a guy you can afford? Uh, yeah, yeah, you yes. can't afford any of these guys. And he's like, all right, dude, like, don't be a dick. And then he's like, yeah, so it's going to be a no on Garcia. Like, like
0: <laughs> I, I kind of like that no, guy. I do though. too. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but, I like him. Like, that's a really good scene. And he's no, really he good. Is. In it he's too. just kind of a dick
1: there. Uh, he's healthy ish. Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: it's
1: gonna be a no. <laughs> he's such a douche. That's not asshole. That's douche. You know that's it's a different category. But yeah,
0: that's douche. That's um, douche.
1: The winner I have actually is Grady, the head scout. Um.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that guy. Oh, sucks. he's an asshole.
1: Yeah. Um. I guess it And yeah. he he's like confronts Billy. He's like trying to get fired, and then he's like, "Fuck you, Billy. He's <laughs> something like that.
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah. you, Billy. I think that's the only the only fuck in the movie. Um
1: I was trying to think about there might be one other one from Billy, I can't remember, but yeah, I was like, "Oh.
0: There might be one. Yeah, there's like very it, little swearing in this
1: movie. Is it PG-13? 13, you can only have like two fucks or something like that? Like
0: It it, it is Oh yeah, it is PG-13. Yeah, so there's right? like
1: a limited number of fucks you can have in the film.
0: Okay. So that that's why would this here's a question. Would this movie be better if it was R-rated? Um I mean, it can't get, like, it's it's already yeah. amazing, but uh, imagine it being R-rated.
1: I don't know. I don't know if it is much better. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I would I be afraid either. of of Brad Pitt, like, overusing the swear words. Um,
0: I think I agree.
1: But I think it's a good balance here. Like, the fuck comes in, and you're like, whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> right.
0: It's an, it's an, it's an unexpected fuck. Yeah, it's fuck. a big-time yeah. fuck,
1: so, yeah. 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 Um, Man, if you just tuned into this episode at this moment and just heard us talking about that, what movie are they talking about?
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, unexpected. Yeah, but a big one. Yes, (laughs) a really big one. Um, But that's
1: it. So I'm. That guy's a. He's my winner. Grady's my winner.
0: Nice. Oh yeah, and then he goes on like a local radio station and is just roasting Billy. Yeah. A-
1: apparently, though, like that's not an accurate reflection at all. Um, he they left on like really? pretty solid terms. He just willingly not solid terms. There's still disagreement, oh. but but he left uh, voluntarily. There wasn't like that big fight. He just left voluntarily to go to the so, Rangers.
0: So that big fuck you probably never no, probably occurred. Not. I
1: mean, maybe it was like, yeah, hey, fuck you, oh. man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, uh, man. Well, that kind of sucks because I love no, that. Sorry. Fuck you. Um, oh, damn. Well, so he's your he's biggest, dick.
2: biggest dick. Yeah.
0: Okay. That, that's a great answer. So moving on, Adam. If Moneyball was placed in the eyes of the character, so if Billy Bean, Brad Pitt was not the protagonist, who would it be and how would the plot unfold? I'm
1: going with PSH, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, Art Howe.
0: I, I had a feeling <laughs> it would. So. Had a feeling.
1: Uh, good ol' Artie has been at the game for a while. He's a player's coach forming great relationships with the guys and a deep understanding of everyone's strengths. He's managed good teams, bad teams and pretty much anything in between. Art has uh, he had a great year. Takes a low payroll roster all the way to the playoffs. He's kind of on top of the world. Uh, but they lose a heartbreaker to the Yankees. Uh, but as soon as he gets over the loss, Art decides you know what? It's time to move on focus on 2002 starts putting together his game plan um he knows his roster is gonna be a little bit different but still preparing and all of a sudden the entire organization is just completely revamped and so Art's strengths are not really needed in the same way that they were before so you know he needs to adapt and find a new way of thinking ultimately he does and the team goes on to have an even better year than they had in two thousand one. I like just it. an old guy. I wish adapting.
0: Yeah, I I wish there was a scene in the movie where, you know, because most of the movie, and I know I'm I'm going away from from your, from your, uh, new plot for a second, but speaking of him, I wish there was a scene where, like he says to Billy. Like, good call. You know what would be even better? You know what I mean? That's some...
1: (laughs) Is a little, like, American Pie moment of, like, they're celebrating at the end of the regular season, and he gives, like, (laughs) one of those nods and (laughs) and the rays of the glass from across the room or, like, a little half smirk, and Billy's just like, I told you so.
0: (laughs) That really is something that this movie lacks. They need that, because, like... There are so many moments where art, where it shows Art just so pissed <laughs> at this route that they're taking, but then all of a sudden they start kicking ass, and it shows him for a minute celebrating in the locker room with these guys. He's clearly loving this. There needs that, to be that moment where he's like, all right, Billy,
1: you were right. It would like be a talk. little cliche, but yeah, there's probably a way they could work that in there. I, I agree. I think
0: they need it. but. It, yeah, but anyway, I really uh, that's a that's a that's a good plot. What if just the as Billy says, adapt or adapt die. Adapt or die. <laughs> yeah. so, adapt or die.
1: So I yeah, like it. what do you have?
0: That's good. Um, so I have Scott Hatterberg, oh, Chris Pratt. Yeah. So uh, Scotty played for the Boston Red Sox for six seasons, and although he was all right as a catcher, his elbow completely gave out and ended his career at only thirty-one years of age. Scott was done. He fell into a deep spiral of sadness, not knowing what the future held for him, his wife, and their young daughter. But then one random night when Scott is sitting, watching ESPN, all sad, he gets a phone call from Billy Bean and the Oakland A's who offer him the chance of a lifetime. A second chance. (laughs) (laughs) But when the A's... I it like that. But when the A's want to convert him to first base and Art Howe even refuses to play him at first, Scott soon finds out that his second chance isn't as easy <laughs> as it sounds and it's going to be a long road ahead. Sorry. I'm still <laughs> hung up on the Jimmy McGinty. <laughs> that's what, that's what I was going for.
1: Kansas or Der Smith's for Soda Pop
0: or uh... <laughs> 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 no tape, t- 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 Sorry, sorry. <laughs> No, I do, I know That's why I said it. I do, I knew it'd get some laughs. I knew it.
2: Okay, <laughs> sorry, okay. Go to on, to go
1: say. on. Sorry. Oh, I was thinking of the replacements earlier too, because there's that quote about the biggest fear, and I was gonna.
2: <laughs> 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 quicksand.
0: <laughs> I was thinking. I sh- I want. I was gonna say quicksand, <laughs> but you were saying that quote, and then I just forgot. Uh, to say I'll stay a
1: coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Are we saying there are similarities between Moneyball? And There's the like two. It's
1: just those two. That's it. That's
0: it. Oh man. Oh wow. That's great. Well, but yeah, that that's that's it. Scott Hedberg. So.
1: Oh, that's great. I would uh I would love for more Chris Pratt because at the t- I mean, like we said earlier, this is uh, this is early in his kind of up up and coming career. Really, I mean, he really made his name with like Parks and Rec and. Um, especially now with like guardians of the galaxy and
0: yeah, that's really, so, but,
1: uh, but yeah, he was, he was good in this. I was actually watching it. I was like, wait a minute. I know who that is, but I can't put my finger
0: on it. Yeah. Chris Pratt. You know, he's really good. And like, he, he's, he's really good at playing, you know, Scott Hatterberg is kind of like this, I don't want to say insecure, but he's like very self-conscious of like his elbow injury and the fact that he's not as good as he used to be. And like. Uh, he does a really good job at that character. And then you love to see it. That's what makes his walk-off oh, home run that much better because you really like feel for the guy and you're rooting for him and you see it and you see how pumped he gets when he's rounding the bases and you just want to cheer yeah. for him. So No, really I'm good. down.
1: I'm down to get more Scott Hatterberg. I like that. I like that plot that you have out there. Um, All right, so switching gears, we we just changed the plot. Now we're going to change one of the stars in the movie. So... If you could replace one of the current actors with a different actor or actress of your choice, who would it be?
0: So this one actually baffled me at first this question. Uh, but then once I thought of my answer, I loved it. So uh, even though Philip Seymour Hoffman is is great in this movie, he's really good as Art Howe, uh, I'm replacing him with Anthony Hopkins. Okay. I'm...
1: I'm liking it. Yeah, I like it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. It took me a while. I'm in.
0: <laughs> he's just like the old manager who won't adapt.
1: He's a stubborn guy. Uh, and yeah. he's,
0: he's he's a stubborn guy. He's very stoic. Uh, does not smile very often. Doesn't really talk a lot. Just kind of sits there. Looks pissed off. But when he does talk, he's got something to say. Uh, and, and I could see Anthony Hopkins just doing that very well.
1: I like that. It would definitely be a different type of coach. Um, it would be. But, it would be. But I think you'd be a. Oh man, I do like that. I do like because Art Art is a pretty quiet guy. Like he barely any emotion the whole time. Philip Seymour Hopkins. I mean, yeah, right.
0: That yeah, right. So and and uh, yeah, it's one reason I think Hopkins would would do well. So who do you got?
1: Um, I I cheated on this one. Um, but I cheated. Dimitri Martin?
2: Cool. <laughs> well, uh, no, but um, I
1: mean, that, that movie would not be good with Dimitri Martin. I'm sorry. But, um, you know, we Uh-oh. mentioned earlier how sometimes the characters would be played by the real players themselves or maybe even sure. Art Howe himself. Um, so I had replacing Brent Jennings as Ron Washington. Um, I have Ron Washington replacing him.
0: Oh, nice. So Ron Washington's the first base yeah. coach, right? Or third or, base coach, yeah.
1: whatever it is. but Or third base um, coach, yeah. I love Ron Washington. I, I've i always been a huge fan of Ron Washington. Uh, he ran into a little bit of trouble with the Coke. A little, little white powder problem, fine.
0: <laughs> I don't really know anything about this guy, oh, well, so this is okay. news to me. Well,
1: he, the head coach of the Rangers. <laughs> um,
0: oh, shit. He okay. took
1: them to the World Series twice and lost... Um, one of those.
0: Oh, that's the that's. We will see you tomorrow <laughs> yes. night. That's that they were on the opposite yes. There was
1: okay. uh, down to a strike t- one strike twice in in game six yeah. and oh, uh, David Freeze took him deep. But so those were his teams. Um, really great guy. They loved him in Texas. He um, tested positive for coke once, um, which was pretty random, and also he. Um, he stepped down ultimately because he had like a, he had an affair and it kind of like, oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck. no, he's a great guy, but like, Jesus. um, so it got in the way and you know, some personal issues and team had a bad year. So it was just the right time. He stepped away. Um, he's currently a coach for the Braves, he's like third base coach for the Braves. I really wanted the White Sox to get him as a manager, but we got old Tony LaRusso, but anyway, did. Um, oh, fucking he, totally he, he, Washington yeah. actually lives in like New Orleans His I think his home was like decimated by Katrina actually um oh, shit. but he decided not to move he he stayed there rebuilt his house I'm giving his like life story right now which is com- yes! <laughs> completely <laughs> irrelevant
2: but, but it, it's just I the respect that going, I have for him going. but he like
1: rebuilt his house <laughs> um and apparently I, I heard this story actually from uh my barber uh who you know this is getting this is getting way out of hand but but uh <laughs> apparently like during the this. off season or whatever he doesn't want to interview at all like if you come don't come to his house he's not going to take an interview um love it but love all it. he does is just watch movies he just watches like a fuck ton of movies in the off season
0: i wonder if he likes moneyball and the way he's portrayed That's a good in question
1: moneyball. um would love to get him on this podcast. But anyway, that's a long way of saying that guy's awesome. I would love to see him in this film. So give me more Ron Washington.
0: All right. More Ron Washington. <laughs> Next up, Adam, would Moneyball be better or worse with Joe Pesci in it? The floor is yours.
1: I, I know what you're doing here. I know I know what you're doing here. Here's what you do. You've done this a couple times now. What are you we take, doing? You take what an doing? actor. Who's in a movie that you know I love. Because you've done this with Michael J. Fox before. You did it with Christopher (laughs) McDonald. You do this. You you take a guy who doesn't fit in the movie. And you just bait me. Into taking and saying yes to this question. Um, But yeah. This movie's better with Joe
0: Pesci. (laughs) (laughs) It absolutely is. It absolutely is. So I had two options
1: of where I would put Joe Pesci. The first one I thought of was Art Howe. But then I was like,
2: "Oh, nice!" And then I was
1: like, ah, "It'd be cool," but no, I can't. I can't do it. Um, but then I would put him as like an old-time scout. That's right.
0: Yes, that's what I had him yeah. do. Boom. That's what um, I had him as do. Well, I don't no, know perfect. if he's Grady or
1: what, but like he's one of those old old-timer scouts. I think he'd be perfect.
0: Absolutely. I feel like all of those scouts sitting together at the table is like Joe, where Joe Pesci belongs. Uh-huh. You know, whether he's Grady or another one, I could see him being like. All right, so what do we got up next? Uh, you know, we got Scott Haddeberg, the guy keep fucking it. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> yeah. And that David David Justice, you know. His legs are gone. He hasn't been good in ten years. I could just he belongs at that. Yes, he does.
1: The only thing that's holding me back is like he'd have to somehow be not intimidating. Um Right. That, but it's a thing. lot of yeah. times he is, but you know, a lot of the scouts, they're very opinionated. They're very, uh, you know, they tell it how it is and that's Joe Pesci. So I, I, I love it. That's,
0: that's jumping Joe, baby. That's jumping oh, Joe. Man.
1: Awesome. That was a Hell great yeah. question. Um, glad we agree though. Moving on. It's time for trivia. I, I've got Ooh, yeah, four questions. Um, I'll, I'll start off with the first one and then we could just alternate, but, um, this one's actually pretty funny. But how many player evaluations did Pete do?
0: Uh, he did fifty-one, and he lied about doing <laughs> yeah. forty-seven. Uh, I don't know why. I just lied. That was one of my <laughs> oh yeah. Too. That was a great. That's a great so moment. Um, I will go next. How much does soda in the clubhouse? I cost? It's just a dollar. It's yeah.
1: just a buck. And then he gets the You're free right. soda it's thrown in for his guys. That, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, David Justice like, what the fuck, man? Um, yeah. Rightfully so. What is the first thing that Billy asks his assistant, Suzanne, in the morning?
0: Is the nice. coffee ready? Coffee on. Yep. Well done. Coffee on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, in what round of the MLB draft would Peter have drafted Billy? It would have taken him in the
1: ninth round.
0: Good call. Good, yes, good call. Um,
1: what's the first name of the fat baseball player that hits the ball over the fence?
0: In the you're talking about in the, in the in video, the video the yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, I I have it's, no idea. It's
1: Jeremy. <laughs> what Jeremy uh, doesn't realize, the, <laughs> <laughs> See the ball sixty feet yeah.
0: over the center field. Yeah. Fuck. No idea um how much does johnny damon sign with boston for
1: is it seven and a half million
0: you are very close it's 7.75 oh million. god damn
1: okay i'll give it to you no I'll no it's 250k okay i'll give it to, you. Okay. <laughs> give it to okay. you um give it to i you. have one more here what on right. base percentage are they looking for from the three players in order to offset what they lost from Gian from Giombi Damon and Almeida.
0: um it is it's either 334 or 364. um <clears throat> I'm gonna go with
1: 334 it's 364
0: oh no. Oh! oh, oh man. man i really wanted
1: you to get
2: that
0: fucking shit oh cock. <laughs> balls <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Cock balls. old school oh. damn it oh mother <laughs>
1: oh that sucks i really i was really rooting for you there
0: shit my brain was in the right place yeah fuck well you got me on two of them there. We should start telling who wins yeah, this trivia contest. And like, yeah, I feel like you'd probably be winning.
1: I don't know. Um, you get some obscure ones sometimes. I'm like, holy
0: shit. Yeah, you you get them. You get a too, sometimes. dude. You That's true. Them. I mean that 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 Jeremy. How the fuck was I supposed to know that guy's name? It was <laughs> Jeremy there's pets. gotta be
1: some kind of fairness in the in the questions that we ask too because sometimes they're so obscure that there's no what you're gonna get them yeah
0: exactly exactly what what color was billy's shirt in the scene yeah. with, you know i mean we can get pretty He's obscure gray. if we want so all right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um adam let's take a quick break before we jump into our final segment this episode of butterless popcorn is brought to you by fresh toes If you're anything like me, your feet are not the best smelling part of your body. That's why I use Fresh Toes, the newest foot freshener on the market. Unlike most foot sprays, Fresh Toes are little scented caps that you place on top of your toes to make your stinky feet smell great. Try them in all sorts of smells, from mint and bubblegum to grilled filet and asparagus. It's time to take care of your feet, so do it with Fresh Toes. Get your first supply of Fresh Toes by going to freshtoes.net and use the promo code BUTTERLESS OVER BUTTER for a 10% discount. Fresh Toes, the best solution for smelly feet. Welcome back to Butterless Popcorn to the final segment. Adam, plot what ifs for Moneyball. Give me one.
1: I took probably the lowest hanging fruit you could find, but what if Billy Bean took the deal with the Red Sox? You know, like Ooh. what happens? Um, like how does his career go? But then also, what happens to Peter Brandt as well? I mean, you know, is he
0: is he elevated? What what goes on there? So, um, I don't remember in real life when did Peter Brandt leave the A's. He
1: was there for I think two more years. I think it was two thousand four. Di Podesta left to go to the uh, to the Rangers, I think. And I think there was I was just reading, actually, this I was doing a lot of research, as you can tell, on Ron Washington and and John Di Podesta. Um, but yes. apparently Di Podesta <clears throat> went to the Rangers. I think there was some, like, handshake agreement that he would be the general, ma- or the, the assistant to the general manager for a couple of years and then um, would take over in, like, 2004, 2005. Anyway, they, like, the Rangers did not honor that agreement, and just fired him pretty much. Um, oh, he ended geez. up going to the Browns, <laughs> too, afterwards, which is, oh, man. Or Dodgers and then Browns. But anyway, um, so it was Yikes. like a couple years after.
0: Okay, so mm, if Billy takes the deal with Boston, I mean, yeah, he's probably got it. I mean, he'd be the youngest. If he got promoted, he'd be the youngest GM, like, ever. <laughs> just out of school, right? Right, He's right out of school, so he'd be like a 23-year-old GM, 24-year-old GM, um, which is unbelievable. But, hey, who says he can't? So I think he probably gets promoted because they saw the work that he helped Billy do. Billy would give him a hell of a letter of recommendation. Uh, And then, most importantly, Boston wins in 04. Billy gets a ring.
1: Ah, Robert steals second. Robert steals third. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Sweet. so I, I know they say that Boston used the sabermetrics that Billy helped develop, but didn't I they? yeah, I mean Robert stealing Robert stealing second is not part of the it's sabermetrics. Really like, uh, like Big Poppy and Manny Ramirez clocking home runs all year long. Plus, like,
1: like you're not gonna revamp your roster and the way you're structured in one year. You know, it's gonna take a few years to like build it up.
0: Yeah, so I feel like that you know maybe they used some of the metrics as like a as like a base for maybe right. some, but like I doubt most of that roster was built from sabermetrics. Right. I mean,
1: no, I'm with you, but also like sabermetrics, call it a fart or whatever, but it was used before Billy Bean and the A's. Sandy Alderson used it in like yeah. the '90s or something with the A's. So, but sure. Um, but it takes time, yeah, to like build it up. So I, I'm with you. I don't. I'm not buying the Red Sox stuff too much.
0: Right. That's a good what if, though. I like that one. Yeah. That's good. Um, So I had, what if Billy doesn't trade Pina? Does the whole experiment collapse? I mean, so I guess maybe not just Pina, but, like, doesn't trade Pina, doesn't trade Giambi, doesn't, like, do all of that shit at the deadline. Or was it at the deadline? That was before, before, the, before deadline, the deadline, yeah. It's before the deadline, the first the first round of trades. So if he doesn't go through that first round of trades when they're really sucking, and then after that is when they start rolling. So what if he doesn't do that first round of trades? Does it all collapse, or do they eventually click?
1: It's a good question. I mean, the reason for the Peña one, right, was because he Art kept starting him at first, and he wanted Hatterberg. Um, I, right. I mean, I think at some point, you, you got to tell Art, like, hey, you, you either really to start this guy or you're not getting a job. Like we're, you're, you're gone. So, right. but then, you know, art responded with, uh, you know, I'm fielding a team where I can explain myself in interviews after this year. So yeah, I, you know what? I don't think it does click. I think, I think he needed to do that because otherwise art's going to keep throwing out the same lineup, not going to switch many things up. He's an old school guy and they just kind of keep chugging along at that like twenty and twenty six record.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then you know gets they become they get to twenty and thirty two, and then Bob Costas is really oh, boy. going off the on the them. pink eyes in full
1: uh, blast at that point. But the, <laughs> and then they're all canned. Uh, um, yes, uh, so good. We agree on <laughs> that. Glad, glad we we had a lot of agreements here. Um, right. If you could redo the movie in a different genre, what genre would you choose, and how would the plot unfold?
0: Uh, so uh, bear with me here because it's a little little weird, but uh, I'm going Zombie Apocalypse. Hmm. Uh, th- so Moneyball begins with the A's losing in the ALDS like they do in the beginning of the movie. Billy Bean is devastated, doesn't know what to do. The team needs money, but his owner tells him to make do with what they have. Billy meets with Johnny Damon to discuss Damon's contract because Damon's going to be a free agent. And Damon suddenly dies of a heart attack on the spot they bury him it's it's a sad moment then all of a sudden the next week at practice damon just shows up (laughs) but he's clearly looking he doesn't look like himself i mean his skin is all gray he's got you know veins and blood pulsating out of his neck uh he 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 can't really speak at all he's just like because he's a zombie (laughs) He's clearly risen from the dead, but he's practicing and he's unbelievable. Like Johnny, Johnny Damon's a great baseball player, it's like 10 times the player Johnny Damon ever was. He looks like he probably put on like 20 pounds of <laughs> muscle when he died, too. For, for <laughs> some reason, the zombie of Johnny Damon is like killing it at practice. And this gives Billy an idea. Oh, my God. So then Billy murders all of the players on the roster. So then they come back to life as way better baseball players than they were before. And he tries to make them a winner.
1: Uh, (laughs) I, 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 uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Um, so I guess Johnny Depp is is in this movie probably, um,
0: <laughs> maybe I don't know why is, Jen, why is Johnny I, I, mean, I don't
1: know when you were saying Johnny Damon and his face it just made me think of Johnny Depp would would Tim Burton type of thing. Um,
0: you know, you know, there's just something about his <laughs> yeah. face. I just, I, uh,
1: <laughs> I don't really know how to react to that one. That's a lot. There's a
0: <laughs> it's kind of it's it's kind it's kind of out of left field. Uh, nice, not intended, I you know.
1: So, I mean, it's really, it's it's a zombie apocalypse, but it's also, like, a a serial killer. (laughs) Not really apocalypse.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he murders a lot of people. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, it's, sorry, I should have referenced this. It's not just Billy alone killing everybody. It'd be the scouts, too. Uh, Pete would probably help as well, even though Pete probably isn't needed in this situation (laughs) because there's not... They're not using sabermetrics. They're just (laughs) killing people. So they come back as like these mega athlete zombies. Um, Okay. So basically it's the front office. So Billy convinces the front office and the scouts and everyone involved with the A's to murder the players. So then they come back as these incredible baseball players.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's got like, I'm kind of thinking like Space Jam too. I don't know why. It's just like they're superhuman in a way. i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to bring this together but that is uh i mean i'd watch it don't get me wrong i would watch this film um yeah okay nice um (laughs) mine's mine's a little bit more down to earth mine's a mockumentary i shouldn't say down to earth because it's a mockumentary but um so basically you just change billy bean and peter brant into like two incredibly nerdy guys that know nothing about the game of baseball and all they do is put numbers in a computer but they just keep winning like they just it spits out a lineup and they keep (laughs) winning and they go like 120 and 42 like it's just like an insane season um and they're just like interviewing like other people post-mortem like talking about the team they're just like it just worked (laughs) like these guys just found a way to get the numbers to work. And it's just like, you just cut to like the. They
0: just did it. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what was happening. They just, kept <laughs> they just winning. kept winning.
1: Yeah. It's just, it, it would just be like the nerdiest guys and they just keep winning and they, they win it all.
0: I like it. That's just a feel, feel, feel good. good documentary. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Adam Mount Rushmore. Um, so does Moneyball make the Mount Rushmore for anyone involved with the film? And this is going to be a a great conversation right now.
1: I feel it. I have a lot of yeses. Um, instead of going through my, like all of them, maybe like, I'll just name a first one and then you can kind of bounce off your feelings off of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, a good idea. The first one I went with Brad Pitt. Um,
0: you gotta, yeah, gotta start. with.
1: And, uh, it was tough. It was really tough, but I put yes. Um, so I had Ocean's Eleven, Fight Club, Inglorious Bastards. Um, and there's some other good films here. There's Benjamin Button. I mean, there's a lot here. Um, but I went Moneyball, and I think the deciding the factor for me is, like, he was a, a very intricate and tense character that he made in a way that you could watch easily somehow some way and we talked about it before but it's the perfect level of acting like perfect amount it didn't underact and overact it was great and and so for that reason I, I put him in there it's it's my fourth spot but he's in the mount rushmore
0: yeah i i agree with you with brad pitt and it was really tough uh, as i said earlier i love brad pitt and i love so much of his work um so the ones i was considering so i had fight club the curious case of benjamin button which gets a bad rap, but, you know, one of David Fincher's better mm-hmm. movies, I think. Uh, *Inglorious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, and uh, Seven. So I was kind of considering all of these, and uh, the ones I ended up eliminating here were Seven and Benjamin mm-hmm. Button. Uh, I know I just hyped up Benjamin Button and well, no, uh, removing but it. From it's his version.
1: role in that movie.
0: But, I mean, yeah, I... I I totally agree with you with what you just said with his performance in Moneyball. It's really different than anything else he's ever really done here. I think it's his most sentimental performance, but he's also playing this incredibly, like, anxious and insecure tough guy. Um, Maybe not tough guy is the wrong word, but just this very confident Yeah, the alpha male, like you
1: mentioned in the room. But at the
0: same time, he's very insecure. Yeah, he's that alpha male, yeah. So uh, everything in terms of, like, the way he eats when he's anxious Mm -hmm. You know, when he's just like grabbing a handful of nuts <laughs> and stuff in his face. Or after or after or after yeah. the trade, he like shoves a twinkie down <laughs> yeah, his face. Oh, throat. that looks like, so good. Just, <laughs> his yeah. <laughs> his mannerisms are even really good in this. So I, I I I agree with you. Moneyball is absolutely in it for Brad Pitt. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's crazy when you think of Brad Pitt, that's probably not the first thing that would come to your mind. But yeah, um, we're in agreement there. It's just unbelievable performance. Um the next one is Jonah Hill. I put yes and uh, we talked about accepted. You know, we we recorded that one and we mentioned the Moneyball, obviously in that one. Twenty one jump and super bad too. You you don't get Jonah Hill without those two, but um no. and I do really like Jonah Hill, I will say, in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I think he's really good. I'm not a huge fan of that movie, but I he's really good in that. But in this one, um his range is unbelievable.
0: He's so good. He's so good in this, so, yeah. So,
1: you know, he starts out, and in the first scenes, he's a very insecure new guy, as anyone would be, coming into a job, especially, like, this industry, where you don't have any experience. He didn't play baseball. He's an outsider. He's coming in fresh out of college. You know, he's unsure of himself. There's that scene when he's talking about the player evaluations with Billy, and he's just like, oh, hey, Billy. Uh, he, like, shakes his hand at first, which is hilarious, and... Billy's like, oh, okay, hey. Um, hands him the player evaluations. He's kind of like nervous, but also confident, which he portrays yeah. perfectly. And then as the movie progresses, he grows so much um, as really a character does. and as an actor. And he like, he kind of like underacts. He's very like stoic, and and then he just uh, he's so good at growing into a confident. Um, but not arrogant role. I mean, he keeps his character the whole time, but he just develops it as it goes on. So I, I really love him in this. I think he, I think he deserves a, a really big shout out. So it's a big yes for me.
0: Yeah. Once again, I totally agree with you. Uh, so I have Superbad, Moneyball, Wolf of Wall Street, and Twenty One Jump Street. So kind of, kind of right there with you. Um, the the connection between Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill in in Moneyball is yeah. so good. They have such a great chemistry. I wish they did i wish they did more I work know. together because they're just like it they're just like dynamite together on screen um they're just like just brad being kind of that mentor but they're both buddies at the same it's time it's perfect uh, yeah it's it's awesome yeah i really love it so yes for jonah hill absolutely what about
1: philip seymour hoffman that's the next guy on my list what do you do you, no uh
0: yeah i ha- i had to say actually, <laughs> okay now. There's, there's no way. I mean, he, he's good in this movie. Like the thing about PSH is, yeah. PSH, uh, probably I, I would, you know, one of the most talented actors we've, like, we've really ever seen. I think just in terms of the, the variety of oh, performances yeah. that he was able to give on screen. Ever, all of his work in Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Uh, and then, you know, doing work with Ben Stiller. And, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, John Hamburg for Lunking Polly. Uh, his range was unbelievable. Uh, so, you know, I, 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 I'm saying no. I mean, because just in comparison with everything else he did, uh, Scent of a Woman, Boogie Nights, Talented Mr. Ripley, which is my personal favorite of his. Punch-drunk love, Upon a Polly, Capote, the mm-hmm. Master. Uh Moneyball is not up there with the rest of the. That's, I just named like 6 or 7 movies right there that I think he's better in. So I'm saying no for I, I'm Bruce with
1: and you. So. And plus we mentioned, you know, he's not like a huge he doesn't act much. He's he's kind of a stoic guy, which right. is, I mean it's what he's supposed to be. Don't, you know, it's it's not it's not a knock on him, but it's just hard to put him in a Mount Rushmore right. with that kind of performance.
0: I, I So I agree. Um, Absolutely.
1: And then the next one I had, I had a no here. I don't know why I put her in there, but Robin Wright. I mean, she's barely in the film.
0: It's... Yeah, she she's yeah very minimal here. Yeah. Um, I, I Chris no. Pratt, what do you got? Uh so I said no. I mean, I I haven't really seen many movies that he's in. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy obviously is is huge. Parks and Rec is. Probably his biggest mm-hmm. thing, maybe up until Gardens of the Galaxy. Um, I said no just because those are the two things that define him. I know we talk about Mount Rushmore as like, is this in this person's top four? But if it's not one of the movies that kind of defines their career uh, or one of the the pieces of work that defines their career, I, I don't really think it should be in it. And I don't think people think Chris Pratt when they hear Moneyball. So,
1: uh, I, that's no. fair. Um, you know, I took a more, you know, a different approach. I, I said yes. I mean, just look at the body of work. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, like you said, the Lego movies, and I love them in that. Um, Jurassic like World, actually that, that is underratedly. Oh, I didn't see Jurassic World. I've seen I like parts see it. of it, but that's underratedly like people think of Chris Pratt. I think Guardians is the first thing. Well, I mean Parks and Rec for sure, but talking about film specifically, yeah. Jurassic World actually is one of the things I think people think of Chris Pratt for, but um yeah, I think mainly just based on the lack of of good uh film roles, I, I put it in here, but you know, it's a reluctant yes. I'll say that.
0: Sure, uh, one more one more shout out I want to give here, um, Bennett Miller, the director. He's only done four mm-hmm. films, um, so it was The Cruise, Moneyball, Foxcatcher, and Capote. I've never seen The Cruise, but I mean, Capote is amazing. Moneyball is amazing. Foxcatcher was bizarre. I really like that movie. um though. Foxcatcher. It was it was really interesting. I mean, really good it, acting it by acting, Steve yeah. Carell and, and Channing and Channing Tatum too. Really good performances. I just thought the 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 story was kind of bizarre and and just kind of the the way the plot unfolded. It was, was it was. I don't know. Didn't catch me the whole time. But a well a well made movie. But I mean, talk about for a for a first four. I mean, he's off to a it's no. a hot start, and got nominated for for best director for money. No,
1: that is, and, and we talked so. about like the cinematography. We talked about everything that leads up to it. it really well done. Yeah. Um, and then I, the only other one I had on here is Aaron Sorkin. We we brought him up a few times, but you know he's done a yeah. few good. He's written a few good men. Charlie Wilson's War. Have you seen that one?
0: I haven't. I feel like you like Charlie. Wilson's I, I've War seen it a like lot. once, and I was
1: like, "Fuck yes!" Tom Hanks. Uh, I think Philip Seymour Hoffman's actually in that as well, but.
0: He, I believe um, he is really good yeah.
1: movie. Social Network, we've brought that up a number of times. I promised I wouldn't mention it again, um, and Moneyball. <laughs> so I, you know, it's in here. But yeah. he's he's got a you know great resume.
0: You know, we might be. Uh, we both need to watch Trial of the Chicago Seven. Uh, if your mother is right, then we might be putting that in there too. If she, she is wrong, though,
1: so help me God. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: Hey, you know what? I, I I should have said earlier. I mean, I I. I said that I heard it was bad, but I only heard that from also <laughs> one person. So,
1: all right, well, it's one against one. We'll have to be the deciding votes there.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one, one V one, one V one, uh, Adam, is that it for you? That Rushmore's? is it. Do you have anyone else? I have all one right. One's. Well then, uh, so yes. So, so yes for Brad, yes for Bennett Miller. Yes for Brad Pitt. Yes for Jonah Hill. Yes for, there Aaron's you go. Okay.
1: That's a, that's a lot of Mount Rushmore. We're going to have to start some carving here. Um, so, yeah. let's wrap it up. We've got the final question, the one we always end on, the legacy. But uh legacy. what what is the movie? What is Moneyball's legacy?
0: So, I actually have three bullets here. Uh so three little things I want to talk about. So so one, obviously, you know, it's it's the movie about baseball metrics. And I know that's kind of like cliché, but not maybe not cliché, but it's like you know When people hear Moneyball, I think they're instantly like, oh, it's the movie where they use data to win the games. I think that's the first thing that that comes to people's minds. So that in itself is a lasting legacy because it's really the only movie that's been made about this stuff. Every other baseball movie is just your typical uh, shitty team group of misfits gets together and they learn how to like each other and play together and win games. Bees. That's every other baseball movie. (laughs) Bees. (laughs) (laughs) sorry um yeah so like that's every other sports movie really baseball movie ever so you know just the uniqueness of the story but um i'm also gonna say it is the i really do think brad pitt's performance is a lasting impact here i mean his filmography is so massive and he's given so many performances but i don't know i think this might be his best it's so hard but i when all said and done, like, I just think what he brings to the screen here, he's never done before. So that for me, and then one more, uh, the arrival of Jonah Hill. I know when we were talking about the Mount Rushmore and we talked about Jonah Hill, he was a big deal before this, but he had never really taken kind of that more serious path yet. And don't get me wrong, Jonah Hill is still, like, really funny in all of his movies he's in. Comedy is at the foundation of what he does. But Moneyball was was one of those first set of serious films or serious works that he started doing. Uh, and after that you saw The Wolf of Wall Street. He made that Netflix series Maniac with Emma Stone which is really twisted and fucked up and really cool. Uh, you know, this kind of led him down a, a more intense direction to be taken seriously as an actor. I mean, he got nominated for an Oscar after this. So like, I'd say the arrival of Jonah Hill was a, was a big thing here.
1: Couldn't agree more um
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> god damn it uh there's really accepted that's the second time in a row but no i really i mean you took the words kind of right out of what i what i wrote down so you know jonah hill i'll start with that one I, 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 he's honestly one of the best actors right now that that people don't give credit for but maybe because he started in comedy and, and maybe that's what it is. But, right. um, you know, he,
0: I think you should get a smush motion at the <laughs> smush Oh, that's
2: such a good,
1: <laughs> that's so good. Great job. Um, about. when he's trying right. to buy the boots in a 40 old version too, at the we sell your on
0: Oh my God. <laughs> I just want to know how I could take these home and wear <laughs> yeah, these.
1: I don't know why you're being so difficult. Yeah. He's, he's so good in that too. But, um, no, his range is, is unbelievable. Either. But in a movie, but also the variety of films. So completely agree with you there. Um, and then I want to go back to that baseball part that you touched on. But what's, what's really interesting is that the legacy of this movie goes exactly hand in hand with real life. And obviously you don't make this movie unless there's some kind of, uh, historical relevance and importance to what, what happened and what went on. Right. But, um, you know, Sabermetrics, to me, anytime I think about these stats, and there's a, there's tons of stats now that they talk about, but um, I always go back and think of this film, and I think of really the Oakland A's. And, you know, I think specifically if you're a baseball fan and you watch this year's World Series, it is a very analytics-heavy World Series this year between the Dodgers and, and Rays, two very big analytics teams, um, that are derived off of this A's team. And so, you know, you, you see it in yeah. sports all the time. You saw it actually, even outside of baseball, they tried to bring it to football. It didn't work too well, but anyway, um, it's that idea of, of changing the game and, and really changing sports in general. So, um, the ability for Sorkin and Bennett, um, Miller and team to, to take a very specific concept, like you talked about a very relevant concept and turn it into something that can really educate people and understand how, how things are changing in such a massive industry. Um, I thought was, was really nice and really fun to watch for me as a, as a huge fan. So got to give that a shout out. Love baseball. Love this movie. Love Brad Pitt. Love Jonah Hill. Love everything about it. I'm all in. I'm going to go watch it again.
0: Let's do it right now. Moneyball. I'm I'm, I'm down. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly. This movie's great. Um, I have nothing else to add. That <laughs> was
1: perfect. Uh, the only thing I'll add is Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, it just, it just oh had to God. say it. That's it. I'm, I'm saying the name.
0: We didn't, we didn't, we didn't talk about Jim Carrey. That, that's probably a first. No, gonna snuck
1: in right? though, so it counts. No.
0: Oh, wow, so it does count. We have we have to name Jim Carrey once. one time. Well, we will do a Jim Carrey movie soon it'll happen yeah. Oh. I got a couple ideas thrown it'll... through my head right now well, well let's, let's go back to the drawing we're to talk about that uh, <laughs> listeners thanks for thanks for listening to our episode on Moneyball if you haven't seen Moneyball go watch it right now I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't seen Moneyball uh, until next time cheers